0: koutou and welcome to the Heritage Talks Podcast. On 6 November 2019, Dr. Polly Sussex presented her research on the experiences of some early women settlers in Auckland, focusing on Sarah Mayhew and her attempts to transpose her piano to the wild shores of the colonial city. You can find Polly’s talk on our YouTube channel. Look for the link in the notes to this presentation. Here we present a question and answer session by piano restorer Paul Downey, which followed the talk. Haramai titahi awa. Paul elaborates on the square piano versus the harpsichord.
1: The harpsichord basically is the, is, was the most important keyboard instrument right up until about 1800. And the overlap starts around 1750. Bach played on on proto-pianos before he died in 1750 and was quite impressed with them. But they were in a very early stage of development at that point. And by the end of the 18th century, so around 1800, they were already very sophisticated instruments, pianos, and the harpsichords too were quite sophisticated and they were they could see the writing was definitely on the wall and that they were going to go out of fashion. And there were some quite cunning um, attempts to make the harpsichord more expressive, um, but they didn't really work terribly well. And and fashion changed, musical taste changed, and the harpsichord fell out of favour and the piano gained in, in favour. So you could say the harpsichords basically come to an end at about 1800 and... Um, And the piano was really well into its development by that stage.
0: How did you become interested in restoring pianos?
1: Um, Oh, well, it it started um, with building harpsichords, which I started doing about 40 years ago, slightly more than, 1977. And um, building harpsichords meant maintaining them as well. And um, the early pianos were instruments I was always very interested in. And they have their, 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 it's a completely different approach to, um, in, in restoring instruments like that um, compared with modern pianos. Um, materials are different. Everything's different. The um, stringing's different. The materials are just completely different. Um, and, and that always fascinated me. I always found them very, very interesting. And there are a lot of overlaps between the, harpsich- the end of the harpsichord era and the beginning of the piano era as well. So, and, and these instruments are completely appropriate for music of the period, so that's the other, another very good reason for pursuing that.
0: What is the effect of atmospheric conditions on the piano?
1: Well, humidity is always a problem, and uh, that's, that's with us today. Um, instruments change, or you know, they all do, being made of wood, um, they, they take up moisture and they lose it, and um, so it's just something you live with. These early instruments do go out of tune quite quickly, um, but they, they stabilize given time and um, they are much easier to tune than a modern instrument. Hmm. What about mold on felts? Um, well, it depends where it's kept. I mean, if it's kept in a dry environment, you don't get mold. Normally, felt fails when it gets compressed after years and years of um, uh, sort of being hammered, although this, this instrument's got leather-covered hammers, not not felt. You know, leather was used quite a long way into the 19th century by maker, piano makers.
0: Paul elaborates on the square piano and its replacement by the modern piano.
1: The, the thing with square pianos is that they went out of fashion. Probably by the mid-19th century, nobody was playing them, and most of them would have fallen into disrepair, gone out of tune, and bigger and louder and more modern pianos were available and and people just forgot about these. They had small keyboards um, compared with the modern instrument. That's only five and a half octaves and a modern piano is seven and a half or thereabouts. So 88 notes as opposed to 68. That's quite a lot less. That makes it very limited as to what it can play. But having said that, basically all music prior to the 1830s and there's mountains of it is all playable on, the, on a piano like that.
0: Paul elaborates on the difference between Forte Piano and Piano Forte.
1: Um, Europeans, the, the, the Europeans tended to talk about a Forte Piano. So the Viennese and German instruments were generally called Forte Pianos at that time. French and English always talked about Piano Forte and um, the Italians had their own version of Piano Forte. So it was generally a loud soft rather than a soft loud. Uh, sorry, the other way around. And um, <clears throat> these days the term fortepiano is generally used so that um, one immediately knows that you're going to hear an early instrument rather than a modern one. Um, and so instruments like that would, if, if, you, if, a, if a recording was being made on an instrument like that, it would probably be referred to as a square piano but could also be a fortepiano. Um, and it just says, it indicates that it's pretty much a pre-industrial revolution instrument.
0: Are there many performances on these older-style pianos?
1: Uh, yep, there's quite a lot of a lot of stuff being done. Recently there was um, a um, recording of Mozart piano concertos made with one of the forte pianos at Auckland University and a Baroque group, so an authentic performance of Mozart piano concertos on a period instrument, although it's a modern reproduction of a period instrument. Um, uh, and um, the university's... Acquired quite a large collection of old instruments over the over the years, and um, recently they had a. Um, in fact, it was the sort of Anna Nathan uh, competition um, in early keyboard, and uh, some of the performers were playing on a. The oldest instrument they played on was a, a London-made 1774 square piano. Um, that's one I restored for its owner about three or four years ago. And that was quite an important instrument, um, made by one of the makers who are referred to as the Twelve Apostles, um, who were a group of German piano makers who, during the Seven Years' War, uh, went to London to get out of the political unrest and set up the London piano building industry. And there there were 12 quite important makers. And... um, this poleman was one of them. And, uh, and, and I mean, these, these people like Smith, and, um, who seem to be working at that address for some, some years, they would have all been sort of um, offspring from the, these, these makers. And they would, he was probably an apprentice to one of them. It's quite possible.
0: If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Heritage Talks podcast is produced regularly for your education and enjoyment. Talk Notes are found on the Talks page at soundcloud.com. Come back whenever you like and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the Talk Notes.